So again, a very long reading, and, and we hear Jesus saying a lot of things. We hear Jesus teaching a lot of things. But in order to really understand this, we have to understand what he says right at the very beginning of this reading. We have to understand the greater context as well, I think. So this is from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of John. It's verses 17 to 37, so big chunk there. Right before that, in the beginning of the fifth chapter, Jesus starts with the Beatitudes, and then we heard the reading that we had last weekend. It was Jesus saying, you are the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. All right, so this is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus starts with Beatitudes. He starts with, you're the light of the world. These very encouraging things. He builds up the people who are listening to them. And now he's hitting his catechetical portion of the homily, right, of the sermon. And he's teaching them lots of things. And at the very beginning here, he says, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. All right, so what does this mean? Well, we have to understand that Jesus, when he says law, he's talking about essentially the Ten Commandments. All right, the Ten Commandments were at the heart of the moral life um, for the, the ancient Jews, the Jews back then. That was what they understood to be the center of the law. So the Ten Commandments were given to Moses on top of the mountain. They're written on the tablets of stone. And Moses brings them down to the people. And he says, all right, guys, this is how we're supposed to live. This is what God has given us as our roadmap for how we're meant to live. Right? And Jesus is saying, I've come not to abolish those things. Don't think that. But I've come to fulfill them to give you the true understanding of them. Because what had happened in the Jewish community, once the Ten Commandments were given to them, was that they had come up with lots of rules for themselves about how they were supposed to follow the Ten Commandments. They had come up with actually 613 rules that they were meant to follow so that they could fulfill the Ten Commandments. Um, and some of these things were good, but some of these things were going a little bit too far, actually. And so we see Jesus elsewhere in the Gospels breaking a lot of these 613 rules. You know, he's doing work on the Sabbath day. They're picking heads of grain. They're taking too many steps. Jesus is eating things he's not supposed to eat. He's not cleansing himself in the way that he's meant to cleanse himself. All of these rules he's breaking. And so he's saying to the people, look, guys, I'm not abolishing the law, but what I'm giving you is the true meaning of the law. I'm giving you the true heart, the fulfillment of how you're actually supposed to live. These rules that you've had, they've been good up to this point, but now I'm giving you the fullness of what it means to live the gospel message. And so this is why Jesus says things like, okay, you've heard it said, you shall not kill. That's true. But the fullness of this commandment is actually you're not supposed to even hold on to anger against your brother, against your neighbor. Jesus says you're not supposed to commit adultery. That's true. But the fullness of that law is don't even look at somebody else with lust in your heart because then you're breaking that commandment. And so on and so forth. And we have to remember that Jesus, God, doesn't give us these commandments to somehow, um, uh, to somehow make life difficult for us. God doesn't make these commandments in an arbitrary way or something. No, Jesus gives us these commandments so that we can know how to be happy. 
Jesus gives us these commandments so that we know what a truly fulfilled life looks like. Jesus Christ reveals us to ourselves in the gospel so that we know that if we're living out these commandments in the fullest way possible, that's where real happiness is for us. And not only will we be happy, but we'll also be holy. We'll also be pleasing to God if we're carrying these things out. And so think of it this way. Have you ever heard somebody say, you know what, I'm actually happier when I'm holding a grudge against someone. When I've got lots of anger in my heart, that's when I'm really happy. That's when I'm really peaceful. No, of course not, you know. And it's the same with all of the commandments. No one says, I'm a lot happier when I'm lying all the time. Or I feel really good when I'm disobedient to my parents. Oh, that's not how this works. We know that when we follow the commandments, when we live them to their fullest extent, that's what fulfills us. That's what makes us happy and peaceful. That's how we grow in holiness. That's why Jesus gives us the gospel way of life. And it sounds easy, it sounds simple when we say it like that, but we know that in practice, it's not always that easy, is it? You know, sometimes we have those sins that we really grab onto, we really hang on to, and it's tough to get rid of them. And ultimately, it's because we think we'll be happier if we have those sins in our lives. We think, gosh, if I throw out that sin, then somehow I'm going to be missing something. We know that this isn't true. And that's what Jesus is getting at when he says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Now, does Jesus want us to actually hurt ourselves? No, of course not. But he's using that extreme example to say, whatever is in your life that's causing you to sin, get rid of it. It's not worth it. It's not worth your happiness. It's not worth your relationship with me. It's not worth going to hell over. Whatever it is, cut it out, get rid of it so that you can be peaceful, so that you can be fulfilled, so that you can experience the joy and the love of my heart that I want to give to you. Get rid of the sins, open yourself to me, and let me be the one that fulfills you. That's the point of his sermon. He's not come to abolish the law. He's come to give us the true fulfillment of it, to give us the real understanding of what it means to be pleasing to God. And what a beautiful thing that is. How blessed are we, brothers and sisters, to have true understanding of what God wants from us. That's a gift beyond measure. And we recognize also today, brothers and sisters, that the worship that we participate in every time we come to Mass is also the fulfillment of the Old Testament worship. Not only does Jesus fulfill uh, or give the fullness of the law to his people, but he also gives the fullness of divine worship to us. So in the Old Testament, the priests were the ones who sacrificed animals and actually slaughtered them on the altar. And that was good for them at that time. But we know now that we participate in true worship, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. We still have priests. We still have altars. The priest offers the sacrifice. 
makes present the sacrifice of Jesus Christ every time we're at Mass. This is the fulfillment of everything that came up to the point when Jesus lived, and Jesus gives us true worship. So, uh, again, what a great gift this is to us. And in this worship today, and every time we're at Mass, let's open our hearts to Jesus and say, Lord, I don't want anything sinful. I don't want anything that keeps me from you. I just want you. I just want you in my heart. I want you to help me follow your law. I want you to help me worship you truly. And if we're willing to surrender in that way, if we're willing to open our hearts to Jesus, he's never going to say no. He's always going to come in there. He's going to help us get rid of those sinful things. He's going to help us live in a way that's peaceful and joyful. He's going to help us live in a way that's pleasing to him. So don't be afraid to surrender to Jesus Christ in this Mass today. Open your heart to him and allow him to give you the blessings of his heart that he desires to give you.